0: Thank you for listening to Room 9, my daddy's podcast. Hope you enjoy. If you would like to help Room 9, please visit their support page. You can listen to Room 9 on your favorite podcast listening platform. Don't forget to visit our Instagram and Facebook page. Please like it. Room 9. If you better yourself, you better the world. It is December 21st, and we are coming to the end of the year, people. And today's just going to be a little solo episode. I wanted to give out kind of a year in review quickly, the lessons that I've learned, some of my favorite books that I've read, and just kind of my failures, whatever, and just kind of talk about them real quick and give you an idea of what's happening in 2021, where things are going, where I have ended up in my mindset with Room 9, with everything, what my plans are. Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because I remember originally heading into 2021, my goal was to honestly just start making some money to pay bills and get food and get out of debt and everything else. And obviously, COVID had different plans. So I started off great in January, did that video for Evergreen Health. It's like my first big video project. Really, it was my first video project, period, but it was a pretty big one. And then all of a sudden, COVID happened and everything kind of was on pause. It was pretty awesome, Spectrum Health and Human Services. I was able to do some remote podcasts and get paid for it, so that was awesome. But everything else kind of just got put on pause. I had a bunch of video projects lined up and was kind of like, all right, well, rightfully so. Everything was kind of up in the air. And I think that was the case for most people, right? Everybody had an idea of what their year was going to be like and then totally got the curveball. And for me, I mean, I had the good mindset from the beginning. I did see the silver lining, like the the world was put on pause. And I was able to really just kind of the the amount of knowledge and skills I've been able to learn and apply in my life over the last few months, six months or so. It's been incredible. All right, so let's do it. Let me go through this list real quick and get out of here. I do have a few more podcasts for this year. I think two more. I'm going to get out hopefully by the beginning of the new year because the new year is bringing something different. Maybe not so much in the podcast area, but it's bringing a lot of other things in a different direction. So let's hit this list up and let's get on with it. So I certainly had my fair share of failures. I, I mean, I definitely tried to come up with the different project proposals and get with people and all of that stuff. You know, even from business things aside, one of the biggest things I think I've learned that I do as an individual is, and I wonder if this is a reason why the vast majority of people who lie lie because i might got caught i lied about something stupid this year and i remember when i got caught in it i just it was such a wake-up call and i think i might have talked about this on a past episode but i re i just started realizing that when i lie about stupid things it usually ends up because of how is the other person going to react right whether you made a mistake, whatever it is you're even lying about. Sometimes it's something so pointless, like it doesn't even make any sense. But I realized that I just, you take responsibility for the way other people feel. Like How many of us out there all the time, we we feel responsible, whether somebody's happy, sad, enjoying themselves, what they think about a specific thing, what they think about you, yourself. I mean, how many of us take responsibility for those around us? I mean, that is such a, a crazy thing. And I realized I have to be done with this. And it reminded me, I did a podcast with the therapist Brittany Bennett she has her own little practice and she just I remember I made a comment about something on her desk that I really liked and I made a joke I I believe I made a joke about maybe taking it or something and she said oh I'd feel I'd feel honored because that means you liked it that much that you took it and I said oh yeah I wish People were saying that about things that I stole from them when I was in my youth. And she said, you know what, that was their opportunity to learn and grow something. It doesn't excuse your actions. It doesn't make what you did right or wrong. It doesn't make it right or okay. But you still gave those people an opportunity to grow and learn in their trial. And that got me thinking about everything, whether it's your fault or not. The situation you're in, whether it's a tough one. Whether it's excruciating, whether it's dealing with a death, whether it's dealing with a loss of job, lack of money, every situation is an opportunity for you to grow. But what blocks that is self-pity. We feel sorry for ourselves because we got dealt a bad hand. But my point of bringing all this up is we have to stop taking responsibility for the way other people feel. And at the same time, when somebody makes a mistake towards us or we screw up, or whatever it is, and they do something that hurts, we have to take that as an opportunity to learn. You cannot blame people for their mistakes. We all make them. We all have them. It's an opportunity to grow, and that's what we have to look at them as. They're not enjoyable sometimes. No. Sometimes it's excruciating, but if you can just pay attention, not get lost in self-pity, and learn from that, that's that's the point of it, right? You can't help the way somebody else feels. You own your mistakes. You say, hey, my bad, and that you leave it at that. That's it. You cannot hold responsibility. You cannot hold the weight. You cannot wait around for that person to say, I forgive you. We have to stop taking responsibility for the way people feel. I mean, the journey is just inward. The more, the older I get, and I'm only 35, but the more I realize and just kind of go, it's all about inward. If everybody just focused and went inward, we wouldn't need anything else because we'd all be taking care of who we are, what we need to work on, what we need to do. And ironically, you'd see more people helping other people. So like it's so funny because, again, bringing up Brittany Bennett, she's writing a book. She's just released one, and it's called Selfish is the New Selfless. And I love that because that's what it. we really need, that we all need to become more selfish in the sense of work on us, go inward. What do we need? And that's how you end up helping more people. It's another enigma and existential paradox of existence, right? It's, it's unbelievable. It's just funny. And this is why I love Eastern philosophy, because it just it finds a humor in all of this and it makes you laugh in the end. But that is huge. That is like one of the biggest things that I pulled away. I'm done taking responsibility. And it has been amazing. It's still a work in progress, but I'm not carrying that weight anymore. I'm focusing more on what I need to work on. And that's being more honest and not lying about getting out of old habits that still hang around here and there from three years ago when I was in probably one of the darkest places ever. Nothing, none of this can ever be possible without having some kind of self-love, self-acceptance, self-forgiveness, all confidence in oneself. You can't do any of this, I feel, unless you start there. Because in order to get to know who you are, in order to dive inward, you have to go in through some dark places. We all have this darkness in us. We all have some stuff we really screwed up in. We all have these regrets. We all have all this crap that's just hanging on our shoulders that we don't want to face, and we keep piling more crap on top of it so we don't face it. And in order to go through that garbage, in order to go through that list of things, you have to be able to have self-love and acceptance and forgiveness, because you will not be able to handle that weight. And to go along with that, I also have written down, shedding the give-a-fucks is a long process. And that goes with anything else in life that you want to accomplish, but developing the attitude of, you know what, I'm just going to be... 100% 100% me in front of everybody is a process that takes a long time. And I don't think, again, like everything else in life, I don't think it ever comes to an end. I think you're always trying to balance that out. I did also want to touch on some of my favorite books of the past year that I read. I won't go into all of them because a big majority of them were books on, you know, kind of business and stuff. But some of them that I really loved, I loved the Mark Manson, Everything is Fucked" book, which was awesome. I think I really talked about that on a prior solo episode. He kind of just talks about psychologically how we need hope to survive and gets into the, it's the safest time ever to be alive, and yet we're the most addicted, riddled, and anxiety-driven society in history. It's a really awesome book, and I love it too, because anybody who can take Kant and Nietzsche and make them easy to understand, I love reading anyway. But that's a great book. Mark Mark Manson, Everything is Fucked book. Um, But I did, like I said, I read some books. bunch of books on brand, Marty Newmeyer. I read The Brand Gab Zag, The Brand Flip, those are incredible books, Fabian Geyerhalter, uh, Bigger Than This, How to Launch a Brand, I mean, those were good books. Recovery books I read that were awesome, Unbroken Brain by Maya Salvitz, that was an incredible book, I know a consistent guest, Matthew Oliver, I think we talked about that book in an episode. Somewhat more recent as well. Uh, 13th Step, that was pretty good. I think the subtitle for that is The 13th Step Recovery in the Age of Science or something. So that was really cool. It really took the 12 steps and used some evidence based stuff and, and kind of mixed them up. It was really interesting. I liked that. Uh, Rewired, that was by Erica Spiegelman. I'll leave links to the books and stuff below. Um, yeah, that was kind of a simpler book, but good. I think that was a simple book and easy read, but really can. It's a good beginner book if you're kind of early in recovery. I did kind of like start glossing over some of my older books that I haven't read for quite a few years and just looked at things that I had highlighted, and I did want to read this one book. One of my favorite people ever, probably somebody who I've listened to talk more than anybody else, Alan Watts. I have a bunch of his books, but The Wisdom of Insecurity is one. And I was skimming through it actually just a few days ago, and it brought me back into just thinking about Eastern philosophy, more in particular Zen, Buddhism, and Taoism. I think when when Buddhism kind of hit China and Japan and all that, they found the humor in it more so than in Indian Buddhism. And to me, that's priceless, finding the humor in things in life. Anyway, this was from Alan Watt's book, The Wisdom of Insecurity. But in this segment... He's kind of talking about the limitations of language and when it comes to talking about God. And it goes, The moment I name it, it is no longer God. It is man, tree, green, black, red, soft, hard, long, short, Adam, universe. One would readily agree with any theologian who deplores pantheism that these denizens of the world of verbiage and convention, these sundry, in quotes, things, conceived as fixed and distinct entities, are not God. If you ask me to show you God, I will point to the sun, or a tree, or a worm. But if you say, you mean then that God is the sun, the tree, and the worm, and all other things, I shall have to say that you have missed the point entirely. (laughs) And that is why I love Alan Watts and Eastern philosophy, Buddhism, Taoism. Oh, it makes you laugh. I remember trying to think of the... There was a few things but Alan Watts was doing. I was listening to one of his lectures and or talks, whatever you want to call them, again, speaking of a language. And I was listening to it, and he talked about when he was with this Zen master, and the Zen master asked him which came first, the chicken or the egg. And Alan Watts goes, well, I began to talk and give an explanation, and the Zen master cut him off and just said, but When you can start to understand, when that like joke hits it, it's like you're starting to get the point. It's funny because it is, it's such a... A paradox. And Alan Watts' quote that I say all the time, when you're free to feel stuck or unstuck, you are then unstuck. Like if we stop looking at things as failures or bad shitty things that are happening to us and we start looking at them as learning experiences and opportunities to grow in vast amounts. When things are good, you can't grow quickly. That's why I believe we sometimes just do stupid things because we're in cruise control. and We forget that we have to pay attention to ourselves. Yes, you need to take breaks. You need to watch Netflix and just chill out and stop paying attention. We all need those moments, right? I need to play a video game every once in a while to shut my brain off. But we need to make sure we go back to, okay, how am I doing? What do I need to work on? What do I need to get better at? How can I help other people around me? I need to work on patience. I need to work on that line. I need to work on you know whatever it is. And we do that. But we got to find a way to do that with the self-love and self-acceptance. Just did a full swing back to the beginning, folks. But yeah, Alan Watts has some wonderful books. I mean, I love some of my favorites, Still the Mind. He actually has a book called The Book. I think that's one of his most popular ones, um, The Way of Zen. The One book I am in the middle of reading that is incredible, and speaking of thinking, is Six Thinking Hats. I believe the author's name is Edward de Bono. That is an incredible, that's what I'm in the middle of right now. And that thus far is awesome. So I'll leave a link for that one as well. So kind of wrapping things up, I mean, 2021's about here. The podcast is really kind of just my playground. It always has been for great conversation and will always continue to be this. Whether it's random episodes of me... Or it's just having guests on, whether it's about mental health, whether it's about storytelling, whether it's about branding, whether I mean, I think it all just overlaps anyway. And it's just my opportunity. It's never been something I've really aimed to make money with. If it happens, it happens. But really, it's just always my way to connect and have amazing conversations with awesome people who are maybe in the business world, maybe in the mental health world, maybe in recovery. It doesn't matter. We all have something we can learn and teach and apply to whatever it is we are working on at that moment. Everything is interconnected, and it's amazing. And it's so funny because great proof of that is since my early 20s, I've been really kind of diving inward and working on who I am. Again, the beginning of that started without any self-love, and that's a. I speak from experience when I say you can't go inward unless you love yourself because you can't handle it because I couldn't handle it. And using pain pills and heroin ended up being the way that I could attempt, in quotes, to handle it, and that eventually was not able to be handled in and of itself anyway so obviously we know where that went and here I am now but everything is interconnected because as I'm learning about design as I'm learning about video production and audio production and whatever else it is I find all these teachers and all these people are also teaching philosophy and self-development and how to become a better person and how to have more confidence in what you're doing and it's so funny how even if you don't think it would ever be you find an overlap somewhere Anyway, my point of bringing all that up is the podcast is staying what it is. It's just my way of having great conversations. On the other side of things, I'm trying to create more content to connect with the community, to connect with people. And I feel like the best way to really do that is going and working with behavioral health companies because they are all the same. Somebody's got to step up and take a chance and be different because there's this huge gap in between people who use the services of behavioral health companies and the services themselves. And so many people think it's just a business and it's time to show them that it's more than just a business. Yes, you need to make money. We all get that. You need to put food on the table. Every one of your employees needs to do the same. They have families. It's understandable, but it has to be more to you than that and you we have to start showing that to people and that's my kind of mission and my community or wherever that ends up being that community I want I feel like it's time and somebody needs to step up and do it and I feel like that's how I can make one of the biggest differences in the world of mental health in the world of substance use and all that other personal development stuff and in the behavior health world needs something different than just what's going on and yes they it's on a million different levels and the health insurance and the billing and services and I feel like content creation is such an easy way to connect with people, to show them who you are, what you're really passionate about, to show them that you really care about their life and what they think of themselves and how their life ends up. That's on the other side of things where I'm changing and really just focusing in on things. So that is kind of the direction I'm headed in. I just love the whole the business side of things, the creative side of things, and blending those two things together is so fun for me. And I feel like I need to take that and use the storytelling and find ways to get better at all those and then really connect people with behavioral health companies. I think it's so important and can be done rather on the the cheaper side. And I don't think it's importance is really seen throughout the behavior health world. They just look at it and throw it under branding, under marketing, when really marketing is just a piece of what branding really is. There are a bunch of people, I should say, that have really helped out Room 9. And it has been amazing this past year, how many people who have donated and really helped me get through this COVID time. And speaking of the failures, I know I think I still have five more shirts I got to send out. I know I got caught up with Getting behind on that really got caught up and got behind on so many things. You know, it's funny. You want to talk about something really quickly is that critic in our heads, right? We got to learn to really balance them and make them polite and gentle because you're always going to have to add more discipline in your life. You're always going to have to improve on something. And it's important to remember it's about the process itself, not even getting to the end of it because there is no end to it. You either stay in ignorance or you start working on yourself. And once you start doing that, not only does life become incredibly beautiful, but you do experience things a lot more. You can't hide from them. But you learn to find the beauty in that. And it's just a thing that will never end. You're going to constantly be working on you. And that's the fun thing about it. You'd be bored as hell if you weren't. It's like imagine you could dream a dream, right? And anything could happen and eventually you'd get bored. And you'd want to dream a dream that you didn't know you were dreaming, right? And you'd have to do things because if you had everything figured out, if you knew everything, you would be bored as hell. There's a Ryan Reynolds movie out. I shouldn't have brought it up because I always forget the name of it. I don't know if it's called like the nines or nine or I don't remember, but it kind of talks about that. Anyway, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up. That's what's going on. That's the future of Room Nine. The website is done. I'm not touching it for a long time. There might be some tweaks I have to do as far as typography is concerned, but it's staying the way it is. And just other than updating and stuff, and you know, I think the last three years has been is really just been me trying to find where I want to go with things, what I even what I'm even passionate about, right? And coming out of recovery, I was a whole new me. Working on this person who's all right. I'm going to give this self-love thing a try and gonna give this all right cut yourself some slack but have confidence and so I really had to kind of discover where was my place what did I want to do with this and the podcast was always there but you know obviously I always knew it had to be something more and this is the direction it's heading so I'm excited and none of it would be possible without you who is listening because I've had so many people reach out over the last few years so many people help out so many people who connected me with other people who could help out it's just unbelievable And it's really just you can't make it without other people, no matter how good you are at anything, no matter how great you are. If you don't know people, if you don't build relationships, no matter what you're trying to do in life, you can't do it without other people. And I got thinking about that the other day because somebody said something about they were talking about language and the word help and helping people. It's like, you know what? We all need help. We all do. And none of us should feel bad for needing help. So none of us should be feel bad for giving help and we should just be doing that because we all need help and we're all helping somebody along our journey and somebody's always helping us along our journey you can't do it without other people so that's important anywho build those relationships i love you guys none of this would be possible without you you guys have just been amazing and to watch things grow and what they're turning into and it's been honestly it's really the essence of what branding is right i've been just building a small audience but awesome audience you guys have been amazing I mean, I just see the consistent downloads. They're not numbers blowing the roof off, but they are just consistent, and I know people enjoy it. So thank you so much if you are one of those people listening right now. I really mean it when I say I love you guys. You're the best, and I will be talking to you soon. Look for updates about the Gary Vaynerchuk thing because it already got changed from 4.30, I think, to 6.45 p.m. on that day on January 5th of 2021 so just stay updated i'll make sure to keep updating everything with that and that is it i will talk to you guys soon much love peace later